Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Bensley. Good morning, Australia. Welcome to your national racing program, Bensley Heard, Monday to Thursday mornings across SEN Track. The radio signals everywhere around Australia. And, of course, we've got uh, the SEN radio app. So let's hope we're going to help you in the next 25 minutes. We're going to have a special preview of the Golden Slipper and the All-Star Mile. Uh, We're also going to be chatting about the Country Mile Series race coming up at Flemington on the weekend. We'll go to New Zealand and Lots of other news around the traps. This morning, uh, following 10 mil of rain in the last 24 hours at Rose Hill, that track is now a heavy eight. It is okay in Sydney as we speak. We've just got to hope that it hangs around. Although Saturday's forecast, they are suggesting a four to eight mil of rain. So we don't really need that unless you're a fan of Collette or another horse that does like it wet. Uh, Flemington, it's a good four at this stage heading towards the All-Star Mile Day. So we're going to preview it for our listeners that have joined us all around Australia. We're going to help you hopefully with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments. Treat betting like a business and make sure you gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Dean is joining us to look uh, first up at the Golden Slipper, and then Andrew Hawkins from the VRC will join us to have a look at the Flemington All-Star Mile. Dean Evans, good morning. And uh, we're about to have a chat with uh, Dean uh, to uh, talk to him online uh, with all the setup around today's uh, Golden Slipper. And You can't hear me, Andrew? I can now. Good morning to you, Uh, Dean. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Looking forward to this. We don't... I mean, I know there's trainers and I know there's listeners that will like a bit of rain, but it's not ideal. You just want the Golden Slipper to be run on a reasonably good track, don't you? Yeah, look, look. ideally that's the case. But uh, I'd say, you know, probably at least half half the cases we, we do end up running on a, on a slow or heavy track. So it's something we uh, we just need to get used to at this time of year in, in Sydney. And um, like you say, it's sort of... It was a fair downpour yesterday. It was a bit of a surprise. And now the forecast is developing for a fair bit of rain on Saturday morning, potentially. So uh, so I think we're going to be operating on a, on a heavy track. And it's just having to adjust your form and your assessments to, to suit those horses that are fit and, and can handle it. Well, right now, in regard to the Longines Golden Slipper, uh, the favourite is Cool and Gatter, $5. Uh, Sajardin at $6.50. Best of Bordeaux is at $9.00. Uh, then we go to Fireburn at 11 and She's Extreme at $9 with Brett Preble uh, jumping aboard her this morning out at Randwick just to get a feel before Saturday. So the big question, Dean, I guess that I'm going to pose is, do we favour Cool and Gatter off not having a run since January? Look, it's, it's very tough. It's, it's, it's very tough to do. Uh, the only horse I can think of in recent times that, that came off a reasonable break was, was Sebring winning off. From memory, I think it was about a seven-week break uh, that Gay Waterhouse was able to, to manage. But, um, you know, in, in normal circumstances, I would say it's a very hard thing to do, particularly on a heavy track. Uh, the challenge, of course, is, is that the Ma Eustace stable continue to prove time and time again that when you try to defy them from a historical perspective, they just sort of... Uh, laugh in your face and, and make you look silly, you know, things like what they're doing with Hitotsu, um, you know, winning a, an Australian Guineas first up and a, and a derby third up of a mile run. They they just seem to keep managing to to do these things that other trainers can't do. So it, it's hard to deny Cool and Gatter, but, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to again risk having egg on my face, but I just, 
you know, I remember talking about her with you before the, the gym crack mm. and, and she was a brilliant filly and she bolted in and, and she won the Magic Millions and, um, you know, she's always been very good. Um, but I just, I think they've been trying to avoid a wet track. I think, you know, a wet track first up off a 63 day break makes it difficult. Um, and I just, I just have to bet around her at, at the price. Uh, she's been favourite since uh, even, or going back to the gym crack, I think it was probably when she was st- installed the favourite. It's been a remarkable rise considering that three runs only uh, and the last of those back in early January. How do you see it then? How do you see, uh, I spoke earlier on SEN track to a number of people through the week about the barriers and what they've done with the pace. There looks to be really good pace spread right across. Yeah, there, there's plenty of speed here. And, and like you say, it's right across, which usually means plenty of speed because you've got these horses drawn inside and outside that, that like to go quick. Horses like Rise of the Masses, Best of Bordeaux, Semillon and, and Queen of the Ball in particular, uh, you know, they're all really going to want to be pushing to the front. And then you've got horses like sort of Cool and Gatta, Sweet Ride, Lady Laguna and, and Seven Vales who, who also want to be, uh, you know, they want to be forward of midfield. So, there's certainly plenty, plenty of speed, both drawn inside and out wide, which which suggests that there'll be a fair bit of speed on. Um, what's interesting about this race uh, that people don't talk about much is over the last 18 golden slippers, um, when reviewing the the videos, 16 of them were on the rails before the turn. Um, so it's quite an unbelievable sort of piece of info for jockeys, jockey managers, trainers, and owners to be aware of when they when they're forming their race day plans for this race. Uh, that always has a capacity field. You know, it often comes down to luck and running, but it's quite incredible that um, virtually every winner of this race was on the rails in the run and uh, and wet tracks that even seems to be more pronounced. You know, it's a tough 1,200 metres for these horses and, um, you know, it's a hard race to win. And in fact, the, the first one for a long time to, to defy that was, was stay inside last year, sat on the 1-1 um, and, and bolted in. But, uh, but before then, we had a real string of horses leading all the way. In fact, three in a row, of horses leading all the way on the fence uh, and horses on the fence. So it's a, it's a real tactical race. Um, in the last 10 years, two nine winners have come off out of either the, the Todman or the Riesling, you know, two weeks before. Um, and so that's an important stat too. That always seems to be the key lead up for this race. Well, given all that then, uh, I'm just trying to work out now uh, who's come through those races, but I'm more interested. So you're saying with that inside position, You've mentioned the leaders, but not necessarily leaders have won it either, that they've been on the rail, but have been able to weave a path after running on the inside rail. That that That's the key. It's, it's making sure that you find the fence. You know, She Will, she will Rain came from long way back, but, but made a beeline for the rails. It came along the rails. And people remember Feeling Ready, who came out of yeah. the, the Magic Millions at 40 to 1, you know, on a heavy track. It was out the back and it just came along the rails. It's, it's very pronounced. Um, and, you know, if you can bet in the run, uh, and, and back the horses you like on the fence, you know, you, you come a long way. Unfortunately, it's hard to know which horses are just going to make a beeline for the fence, but uh, you don't want to be caught out wide in this race. It's extremely hard to win. Okay, so Adrian Botter's been on with us this morning, and people can go and listen to the podcast of that uh, for an audience that have just joined us all around Australia. He's saying with Rise of the Masses that we're going to be positive and we'd like to take the lead. So then I look at Queen of the Ball from where it's drawn. It might be one that could get that run, Dean. Yeah, well, I, I I like the fact that they're leading on Rise of the Masses, and 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 you'll recall only a, a couple of years ago, a horse called Kiyomichi won this race at, at twenty to one, backing up off the seven day backup, which on heavy tracks is you know it's really important to have that fitness, and and, and horses who back up are, are really good betting propositions on on those heavy tracks. So a horse like Rise of the Masses, um, you know, I actually quite like, even though he doesn't have the class of the others, just because he's going to lead all the way. 
um, you know, and uh, and he's got that rock hard fitness. Um, you know, Queen of the Ball is a, is a good horse. I, I've got a query on her in the wet though. One flop was sort of when there was a bit of wet, and, yeah. and so I think that's a bit of a concern for her. I do like the two Peter Snowden horses. Um, I think Russian Conquest, you know, didn't quite handle the track last time, and so he's, you know, I'm hoping the track will be a little bit better for him. But what we do know about the Snowden camp is they really peak their horses for the main event. They've won a lot of golden slippers with horses who flopped in that two-week race beforehand and then got them ready on the day. You know, his run on the Magic Millions prior where he ran, you know, Kulangata to a nose was huge, and I think he, he really rates well. And the other horse is a horse we spoke about before, the, the, uh, the Blue Diamond which was Revolutionary Miss, who who I was very keen on the race and was just a very unlucky second. She was got a back wide, no cover, was clearly the best run of the race. And, you know, if you swapped the runs with Dormier, she would have won. Um, and I, I think that she's a very good filly as well. So I do I do like Revolutionary Miss and, and Russian Conquest from the Snowden stable. Okay, well, Revolutionary Miss is at 19, Russian Conquest at 13. So time's on the wing, given that we've got other group ones to think. So if you're putting in Revolutionary Miss... Have you got Dumier, the uh, Blue Diamond winner, in your field? Um, I, I have him on the cusp, but not quite. I just think that uh, I think that Revolutionary Miss is, is a better horse. Um, you know, the others, the others, I think, are in the mix. Are, are Charlatan, who ran a good third in the Todman, which has always proven a good lead-up. And I, I think that Joe Pride's really set him for this, and he's a very good trainer at setting horses for races. I like She's Extreme, who's another one on the quick backup. I just think that's going to be useful in a slipper on a heavy track. And Sajardin's the other one, you know, uh, um, uh, Portelli's won a golden slipper and Sajardin won the Todman Stakes, which is the key lead up. So, you know, if you like it, you've, you've just, it's got all the historical profiling to suggest that it's, um, it's going to be a real key player. So nine and 10 revolutionary miss Russian conquest. Others there, Charlatan for 16, she's extreme and two Sajardin are the others that you've included. Of course, you can get more by going to winningedgeinvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional punters throughout this autumn carnival. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Uh, we've got four other group ones, Dean, and I haven't told you where I was going because I like to keep people on their toes. I'm going to go to the Galaxy. Because I, I just love it. I mean, I know the Rose Hill Guineas has got that three or four three-year-olds that we can't wait to see. But the makeup of this race, and no wonder we're getting some good prices on some very good horses. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a really good field this year. A uh, really competitive field. And, um, you know, it's always an intriguing race. And it's one of those races, there's not a lot from the historical profiling perspective, to be honest. It just throws up a mixture of winners based on very different preps, different ages, different genders. It's, it's uh, you know, it's a real open race. We talked about Isotope um, in, the, in the horses to follow. Yep. Um, and, and she's very, very high quality. Uh, and, you know, she's, she's a deserved favourite, I, I think, at $4. Um, but she's got some some stiff competition. You know, Bella Nepetina has just been flying since joining the Mar Eustace camp. She was a Group 3 winner last prep, beating the nose in the Group 1 Manicato, third to Nature's Strip in the VRC Sprint. And her first up run, she, she pulled up lane. And I think that helps to explain that below par run so that the juice out of the track might help her. Mm. Um, so I think she's a really big price, uh, Bella Nepetina. Um, we know about in the Congo from from the spring. We had a lot of fun with him through the campaign and winning the Golden Rose. And you know he's he's a very talented galloper too. Uh, Minaj is absolutely flying for for John O'Shea. Um, I think there are excuses first up in the Oakley Plate and and away games just an iron mare for for Mar Eustace who, who you know has beaten half a length in a Group One last start. So like you say, it's a it's a hot hot field, um, and I'm still keen on on 
isotope, but I think you know there's opportunity to, to play around a few others because horses of the quality of Bill and Nipotino in the Congo Minaj are all you know double figure odds. Well, Bella Nipotina at the moment is $26. Uh, in the Congo at 13 Away games at 12 Isotopes the favourite at $3.80. Gets safely into Sydney this morning, floating down from Brisbane. Just one that we spoke with James Cummings about, and I know many of our audience didn't hear it, so it is available at Bensley SEN Track, the full interview on your podcast. But Pulele has obviously been aimed here by James. L- limit weight or down in the weights, and $10 right now. What's your gut instinct here off the Eskimo Prince? Look, the horse is, is a multiple group two, group three winning sprinter, uh, you know, and, and was, was good first up in the, in the Eskimo Prince. Uh, Rachel King hasn't hasn't won a, a group run race before, um, but she's won plenty of group twos and group threes. I do, I do penalise that. I've got I've got Paul Laley sort of, you know, sixth rated at the moment. Um so, and I, I think he's certainly a three-year-old capable of winning, um, but, but you can't have them all. And, and just at the price, um, you know, I'll be betting around him. Let's just talk about the Rose Hill Guineas before we go with Andrew Hawkins and have a chat about the All-Star Mile. So this race, the Guineas, we've got Animo, who's clear favourite. What price are we looking at at the moment? Animo, $2. Converts, $3.80. Profondo at five fifty, And Forgot You is at 9 They are the dominating four. Uh, what are you? We're, we're very resilient with Animo. Uh, we know that, you know, some feel that he should have won the uh, protest in the, the two thousand Cox Plate, the two thousand meters. What's your instinct here? Well, you know, I said to you and the horses to follow that I thought Converge could win the the Randwick Guineas, Rosehill Guineas, and the Derby at the time. It looks like they're planning to go back to the Doncaster. Yeah. Um, he, he did the job for us in the Randwick Guineas. Uh, I still think he's underrated, and I still think. Uh, he can win this race as well. I, I, I think being by Frankel um, and trained by Gay, he's going to eat up the, the 2,000 metres. I think it's really going to suit him. Um, Animo, you can't, there's no knock on him, but uh, you know, you're taking sort of $1.80, $1.90 versus $3.70 about Converge. Um, and I, I just think Converge can tactically uh, you know, take that, that better position. And then Animo has to run down you know, a very good horse um, on, a, on a heavy track. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think it's it's pretty much a, a two-horse race between those two. Um, but I'm just, again, going to be to sticking with Converge because I've just had a really big rap on this horse all the way through. Uh, he did the job in the round with Guineas, and, and I think that he can run a really strong 2,000 metres. Yeah, I think uh, just the way he quickened up, gee, it was exciting the other day. So there's a few of the features for Rose Hill. As we do this, it's a heavy eight. Uh, we'll wait and see what that weather does on Saturday morning, particularly now off the forecast. Uh, Dean Evans is joining us here with our preview for Saturday's features. And Andrew Hawkins, working for the Victoria Racing Club at Flemington, is joining us as well. Ma- uh, morning, Andrew. How's the dog this morning? Uh, the dog is quiet. He's asleep. Hopefully he stays asleep. We're hoping that he doesn't make a noise this week. Oh, come on. We want the dog back. Uh, the build-up to this race, a $5 million race, like the Golden Slipper is this year. Uh, the stars are there. Uh, you know, we can't wait to see Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck. But I think there'll be many people, Andrew, that are excited that Pinstriped has made the race. I think Pinstriped is the fairy tale story that everyone would love to see get that victory. Uh, obviously, um, Enver's had this horse going so well, uh, luckless in the Australian guineas, but a horse that is still on the rise. And uh, look, I think hopefully after he uh, he uh, performs well on, on Saturday, wherever he finishes, 
Uh, let's hope that Enver's able to get a second suit, a second pinstripe <laughs> suit, because at the moment he still only has the one. He does. He said that to us this morning. Only the one. Let's hope he can get another one. So, Dean, the All-Star Mile makeup to you. 15 lining up in the race. How does it settle here for these horses like Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck and, and even Cascadian? Is there going to be good pace for them? Yeah, there's a decent speed here. Streets of Avalon and Lightsaber like to, to dictate so that they'll be pushing forward to lead and, 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 and my speed map's got them putting on a, a decent tempo. You got the likes of Tafani and, and Call Sign Mav uh, and Mr. Brightside who like to be handy um, and they won't let them slacken off too much. And then Zaki and Luna Fox will sort of be handy as well. So there's, there's a decent sort of speed there um, that I think sort of suits the bunch of, of uh, inspirational girl, I'm Thunderstruck and Captivant who will be just worse in midfield, but not not too far back. And, uh, and I think the map works out quite well for all of them. Uh, probably the only concern about I'm Thunderstruck is I would have liked him a lot more if he'd drawn out rather than the inside gate. But um, uh, but he's, he's, he's certainly top quality, and um, I think he's going to get the right speed on, at least. We just don't want him to get a pinstripe from last run back on the inside and absolutely nowhere to go over that final stages. So the class, can it prevail, Dean? Are you looking at the obvious, or are you looking for some value in the race? Well, yeah, look, Zaki is absolutely the class runner. He's a, he's a multiple dominant group one winner. Um, you know, his peak ratings are sort of about 1,800 to 2,200. Um, it, it was solid first up, although he, he did get to be on pace on a very slow speed and, and still got ran down. Um, I think Zaki's a, a saver bet, but I'm I'm quite keen on Inspirational Girl. You know, she was a, a Group 1 winning mare from WA, and then she, she charged home from the back of a, a slow speed in the blamey to run Zaki down. Uh, you know, Zaki's going to take improvement from that, but so is Inspirational Girl. And I think, uh, you know, I have her really as as the one to beat um, at, at double the price of, of Zaki. And you know, I do think Iron Thunderstruck has been absolutely set for this. You know, he was he was uh, an unlucky third in the Sir Rupert before winning the two rack and the Golden Eagle last prep. And then, you know, he, he sort of wasn't wound up for the oar and, and it was very unlucky in the, in the futurity. He, he, uh, he should have finished a lot closer. And um, if it wasn't for the, the inside draw, I'd, I'd be very keen on, on both Inspirational Girl and I'm Thunderstruck to potentially knock off Zaki. Inspirational Girl, uh, $6 at bet 365. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck at 850. Sorry, my eyes are going. 650. And Zaki, the favourite, at $3.50. I want to come back and talk more with you, Dean, about the race. But Andrew, what's your overview? Who do you think wins the All Star Mile? I do think that blamey form does look the right form line. Um, I'm going to be interested to see here. Uh, Zaki had so many favours there, but then Zaki does also meet Inspirational Girl four kilos better at the weights. Um, I mean, looking at the blamey um, pre-race Inspirational Girl at, at the weights just looked looked uh, so well uh, weighted there, and and uh, I think that's allowed her um, to overcome that that slow speed. Um, I mean, I'm thunderstruck. If, if he hadn't drawn the inside, I think I'd be chips in on him. Um, I think with him, uh, I know he's done most of his racing at Caulfield and and uh, that's been the case uh, since he's come across. And obviously when when uh, Mick and Michael were based at, at Caulfield, it was you know, setting him out there. Um, but the, the the thing is, I'm, I'm still not convinced that he's completely suited around Caulfield. Um, Flemington, uh, with his sort of turn of foot, I've always thought Flemington was a better track for him. He's only raced once at Flemington, and he did uh, he did win by four lengths over a, over a very promising horse in Tuvalu, um, who who on his day, you know, we we know he goes very very well. So um, 
I think you're going to know your fates uh, at the yeah. 700 with with on Thunderstruck. I think if if Jai's managed to extricate him off the fence and getting in the, getting the right run behind the right horse in, uh, I think uh, I'm Thunderstruck's going to win. But uh, for me, if I'm Thunderstruck. Zaki, the clear two, um, inspirational girl, just off them, and and it does look that that sort of uh, straightforward race. But uh, I, I mean, we've seen the three year old step up before, time and time again, um, in the short history of the race, and. And uh, who knows what these three-year-olds are capable of this year? I think we, I think it's going to be really interesting to see them uh, clashing here, especially looking ahead towards a race like the Doncaster, where we are going to see that that real clash between the three-year-olds and and the older horses. Well, the one thing, uh, Andrew, that uh, the owners of Captivant want uh, was good ground, and that's expected. Uh, there's meant to be some slight chance of one or not even that, around one mil tomorrow. So they'd water anyway at Flemington. But that's what they wanted, a firm track with Captivant to run in this race. And that's, as you say, that's what they're getting. I mean, the the weather in Melbourne has been has been outstanding. Um, although, to be fair, the weather in Sydney has been has been very good of, of late as well. But uh, I think uh, when I been? say of late, I mean, where, where have I mean the last couple of days. Oh, the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say, yes, no, the last couple of days. I, I flew down to Melbourne on the weekend and it was it was lovely. But uh, I've been in Sydney for the most part. And it's been, it's what, been, you, uh, what you need to do is take your dog for a walk because Fredegan, you get wet. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know where you were yesterday, Andrew, but it uh, it was a no, don't... <laughs> no. It was wet. It was wet yesterday morning. Then it was it was great yesterday afternoon. But uh, but you're right. In Melbourne, getting uh, getting fantastic weather. Captain Van's going to get that that uh, that good ground, and and we can see throughout his career. Uh, I mean, I think he's had something like eight starts on on soft ground. He's been placed a number of occasions, but just hasn't been able to, to show that same uh, level of performance that he's been able to show on, on good tracks. So uh, they'll get that they'll get that nice ground there. And uh, look, I walked the track at Flemington last week. I'm sure that uh, it'll be the same this week. It'll, it'll be uh, it'll just it'll just be be perfect ground for racing. I reckon ice baths the knockout because I reckon the horses uh, the horse runs well at Flemington. We saw that back in the Cantala and. Uh, just with that right run, I think that uh, Ice Bath can be there. It's huge odds, 23 and 5 bucks the place. Just coming back to you, Dean, with Inspirational Girl, uh, and this will be a final one because time is nearly out on the wing, but Inspirational Girl hadn't won a race since November 2020, since, uh, and then the blamey, so nearly two years apart. Uh, do you trust that the horse, she's in just the right feel now to do it back to back yeah I, I do i think i think she's flying i think the um the sectional times that she ran you know plus 10.5 for the last 600 the second quickest of the day um and her win you know they're, they're really strong numbers um uh, i think she's just absolutely flying absolutely flying inspirational girl for sure she had she had some injury problems and, and that sort of thing um after uh, wa but i think danielle o'brien's got her back to her best and um you know i, I think she uh, i think she's going to be hard to beat it's going to be a classic race for sure uh flemington uh, will be alive with that activity we know we've uh, we've had two previous weeks of good crowds good atmospheres right through the day so andrew i know the vrc's done a lot of work in entertaining the crowd outside the racing but even the jockeys are saying it's just so good coming back and they're starting to run out of goggles on race days <laughs> they are they're throwing them into the crowd i mean it's it's been for me personally a a reminder of why i really enjoy racing mm. and, and 
having those crowds back has has just really taken racing to another level. Um, it's been uh, it's been great racing over the last couple of years, but just having that atmosphere. Um, I was lucky enough to be just on the uh, clock tower uh, for both the Newmarket and the Australian Cup and watching the jockeys come back and, and the atmosphere and the reception, especially uh, when Josh Parr came back after winning on Jewess. Yeah. Um, you forget just how, how special it is. And, and I think that uh, it's only going to continue, uh, obviously, as we build into the autumn mm. up in Sydney as well. I think that uh, it's going to be a great uh, few weeks coming up. Uh Guys, great to have you on the program again. Andrew, enjoy your Flemington day. And, uh, yeah, this, that weather should be okay come Saturday. Well, let's hope uh, I, I can get it better than uh, my bureau <laughs> <laughs> description of the last uh, few days anyway. You'll be right. Good on you, mate. Have no, a good day. Forward to a good day's racing. Thanks, Andrew. Cheers. Andrew Hawkins there. And, Dean, uh, lots of information can be found. Winningedgeinvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional punters throughout the autumn carnival, but make sure you gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Dean, again, great information, particularly around the slipper and where those youngsters need to be off uh, all the runnings of that race. Uh, have a good weekend. Thanks very much, Andrew. Five group ones and an all-star mile. It's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant day again for racing fans. Uh, it's just like waking up on Christmas morning. Good on you, Dean. Dean Evans <laughs> there from Winning Edge Investments. Around Australia, it's SEN Track and the Bensley Programme.